Welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast, the one and only fitness and nutrition podcast that goes way beyond just training and nutrition and helps you create a life by design, which is exactly what the fuck we're going to do today. I'm your host, Cody McBroom, and with me is my co-host, Travis McQueen, and today we are going to go over the 10 Tailored Life Commandments. These are 10 commandments that we created as a whole, as a unit, as a team in Arizona this last uh, couple weeks when we were down there on our team retreat. And uh, they're things to live by. They're things that it started as core values. The reason we did 10 commandments. And die by. Basically. And that's yeah. kind of how I framed it, right? Like going into it, like don't just blurt out loyalty, respect, honor, because it sounds fucking cool. And yep. uh, Buckle has a t-shirt with it on the back. But we want to have core values that you would literally live or die by or for, literally, to the point where if something like somebody's life is at stake, your life is at stake, you're saving your life for another's or vice versa, like, and it comes down to you doing blank or being blank or telling the truth or being honest, whatever it is, like it has to mean that much to you. Um, and it sounds crazy, but that's truly how, that's the only way that core values actually become something that really control and dictate your actions day to day, right? They're the only, they're so strong that they actually dictate how you act as a human day to day and how you interact with people and your energy and your enthusiasm and all that kind of stuff. Um, So we wanted to create these words because they they lead us through our coaching and, and the way we live as coaches and reflect onto clients and all that kind of stuff. But we had so many thoughts by the end of it that it went from being like five core values to about 10. And that's why I was like, you know what? We're going to make the 10. Oh, no. It was a lot more than 10. Well, I was able to condense it into 10 because there were some that I put together, right? There's like a couple that was like, those are similar enough to where I can put them into one commandment. Um, And it's like, I mean, if you think about what the 10 commandments are, they're literally how we're supposed to live to be good human beings. I mean, essentially, right? Don't fucking kill people. Don't steal. Respect your parents. Like... The basic fundamentals of being a good human, yep. right? And so this to us is like the basic fundamentals to being an extraordinary human. Like how do we take that to the next level, right? Not just be an average person who follows the rules, but like let's live life at a higher standard. And that's what these are. And, and we want to do a podcast on it because I think that everybody listening can um, take away something from it. Whether it is like you hear what we have to say and decide to make your own core values. Like one of the things I brought up to the team is, you know, what made me want to do this as well is because I was me and Shannon made these for our family. So we have core values to live by as parents and guide Blakely with. And then eventually Blakely will live by because hopefully, hopefully because we live them ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. If we can truly live them and show her that, then she will, you know? So, um, maybe you'll do the same. Maybe you'll adopt ours and start living life at a higher standard because of what we said, whatever it is going to be. I think this is going to be a great podcast to just help, um, everybody personally develop. Yeah. All right, should we get into it? Yep. All right, so we got number one, and none of these I don't think have more, you know, I don't know the right word, but more importance Mm. over the other. Yeah. They're all just. There's no order. Yep. All right, the first one on the list is to expect to earn everything. There is absolutely no handouts. What does it actually say? Expect to earn everything. Oh, it doesn't say thou. Nope. Oh. 
says, expect to earn everything. Handouts do not exist. Some of them I was like, thou shall not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I wanted to literally make it like the commandments. Yeah. Um, I originally was like, I'm going to print this on a scroll yeah. for the team. It would be funny. It would be sick. Um, it could be the canvas. It could be, but there's. it's very hard to find that. And then the nutrition coaching aspect for the nutrition faxing, that was really dope. But um, I had a bunch of rise. Regardless, I still put thou shall in some of them. Yeah. And, you know. We'll get there. Yeah. Uh, I thought the first one was. That's why I said that. But um, no handouts. I mean, this one, they're all really simple. So I think what we'll do is just kind of we'll state them and then we'll just kind of share our thoughts on them and then just move to the next yeah. one. Um, but not expecting any handouts, right? Or, or expect to work hard. Is that what it is? <laughs> Dude. How did you frame it? I didn't frame it at all. I just read it. I know. Expe- I framed it. Expect to earn everything. There you go. Handouts do not exist. Yeah. So this is literally, this is something that the team already kind of lives by, but it's good to set in stone so that we continue to. But it's, I mean, it's, it's exactly how it sounds. There's no handouts. Oh, life is not fucking fair. Plain and simple. And that's kind of harsh, but it's fucking reality. You yeah. know, like a lot of us know this when we, um, go into adulthood in the real world, it's it's not always fair. Yeah. Things don't always work in your way. But the people that survive the longest, the people that thrive in life, the people that earn the best, the people that have the best results, have the most success, those are the people that instead of cowarding away from things like this or getting upset that life isn't fair and saying, why me? Yep. They accept it. Yep. And they just say, fuck, this sucks. Life's not fair. I'm going to keep pressing forward anyway. And because they press forward, they get stronger and stronger and stronger. And as they get stronger and stronger, every time some shitty situation happens in their life that is unfair, it just doesn't affect them as much yep. because they've built a tolerance to it. And that's how, that's what life's about. That's what honestly becoming successful is really, that's what a, bo- a lot of it boils down to. So with this one for us is, you know, the whole team is, is, And actually, I think everybody in life has to think like this, like, but I kind of look at the whole team as entrepreneurs in a way, because all of them, to an extent, do have to hold themselves responsible and accountable to get work done, to have a good schedule, to stay on task, to be a good human. They're not in an office with me looking over their shoulder. I don't tell them, you know, like how many like client check-ins they have to do per day, when they can do their check-ins. Like I guide them and we create schedules and time blocks stuff. I definitely mentor them in that aspect, but I don't tell them what they need to do in those things. So because of that, there's no handout. It's like, you got to kind of figure this shit out, you know? (laughs) But if everybody in life thinks like that, I mean, really, we're all kind of on our own. Like I know it sounds so shitty, but there's a small circle. So there's, uh, I think studies show like you can be familiar with 150 people. Like you can consider 150 people at most your acquaintance. That's like your max capacity. And there's even smaller number of like really dear friends. So even if somebody like yourself has like super big group of friends, like you, you're very popular. You have a ton of different friends, right? There's still always going to be like a small core group of people who are like quote unquote family. You know what I mean? Those people might do anything for you, life or death. But even beyond that, the only person who really is going to make sure that you are 100% good is yourself. Yeah. That's just the fact because that other person has to do the same thing for themselves. You know what I mean? So in that regards, we all have to have this like, it sounds ridiculous, but like wolf mindset of like, I'm going to attack this and do the best for myself, work hard for myself. We're all go-givers. So we're constantly giving to other people because we know that's the right thing to do. But when push comes to shove and you're like, I, I talked about in the gym that day, when I'm alone in here to lift, nobody's in here to like 
give me a pep talk and make sure that I lift. I got to do it because I'm holding myself responsible. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's ultimately what it is, is knowing the bigger picture and just remembering like life's not always fair. Nobody's going to come serve you your results on a silver platter. You got to earn that shit. Yep. You know what I mean? And you, you will, and at least this is how we operate. We make everybody work for it. And when you earn it, you definitely earn it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, um, and that's, to be honest, that's being a good role model for your clients too, because there's plenty of situations where if our, you're our, a coach listening, yeah. Cause there's plenty of situations where our clients, they do have to buck up and rely on themselves to keep themselves accountable and push through. Yep. You know what I mean? Cause you don't have your coach living in your house with you, unfortunately. That would probably be nice. But, yeah. um, I was <laughs> joking with Shannon the other day. I said, cause obviously like I'm, I'm going through a cut right now and, mm-hmm. My weight has just stalled these last two weeks. And I was joking because Bubba just got neutered. And so I'm, I have to monitor his portions. This is crazy. Dogs burn 25% less calories after they're neutered. That's how much, how significant the testosterone effect has on their metabolism. It's nuts. So they were like telling us like, make sure you reduce the food a little bit. And I have to give him some like pain. Dude's not going to be stuff. able to stand up. <laughs> He's going to be so Maybe fat. fucking bones you give him. Dude, yeah. he, I know. he runs more than most bulldogs, though. So, I'm, I mean, as of now, he's still a puppy, but I'm going to keep that going. Because I take him on the trail almost every day, too, and then he's yeah. running around here. So, But I told Chan, I was like, damn, I wish somebody would just, like, because he was, like, waiting for me. And I was like, you only eat if I decide you eat. And yeah. then you eat what I decide you eat. Yeah. It's like, damn, I would be ripped if somebody, if Joe just lived here with me. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> totally. Spoon fed, like, yeah. what I can eat for my diet. Yeah. Then you also be pissed off. Yeah. 100%. Be very angry. Yeah. <laughs> Dog starts fucking biting people. He's like, I want fucking food. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, uh, yep. number yeah. one. Earn, earn what you, uh, what you expect. Expect what, expect to earn everything. Yep. And us do not exist. All right, number two, we got thou. Thou shall endure the relentless pursuit and focus on the process more than the outcome itself. This is an infinite game. Boom. That love was like that. three of them put into one. Right yeah, I love that. Um, so we talked about process being being process versus outcome oriented. We talked about um, uh, the infinite game, which is kind of that, right? Having an infinite game is a relentless pursuit. Correct. Um, it's just two different terminologies, but... Being relentless during that pursuit is the big key because that's ultimately what allows you to stay consistent, right? Um, relentless pursuit is from ASRV too. That's their like slogan. Oh, but dope. relentless right. pursuit is like being relentless is, is like no matter what, by any means necessary, I am going to move forward. End of story, right? Pursuit is a journey, right? During a process versus, uh, I'm sorry, during an infinite game, which is basically saying there is no end line. We just keep going, Right. You have to be relentless in your pursuit in order to follow uh, an infinite game. And the only way to do any of that is to be process-oriented versus outcome-oriented in your mind. And what that means is that I am more focused on right now. I'm focused on my growth. I'm focusing on my development. I'm focusing on my habits. I'm focusing on my daily wins versus the end goal. Mm -hmm. So I might want to be 165 pounds but right now I'm focusing on getting from 175 to 174, yep. right? What do I need to do for that? I need to train, drink water, sleep enough. That's the process. I'm going to engulf myself in that because the more I engulf myself in the process, the more I learn, the more patient I am, and the more I apply to this infinite game and relentless pursuit. Being process-oriented would be focusing on that weight every day. Every time I step on the scale and I'm not 165 pounds, which is going to take a while because that's, you know, for me personally, that's 10 pounds, I'm just going to be pissed. Because every day I'm not there. Yeah. And if I keep focusing on not being there, I'm constantly in a negative state of mind, period. So I think 
process-oriented individuals are almost always going to be more successful because they're much more fulfilled by the day-to-day journey and grind than they are about the like the satisfaction of getting the outcome, right? And I say that all the time too, and that might be somewhere in there, the fulfillment over satisfaction. Um, and that's what it really boils down to. Yeah, I think being wrapped up in the process opposed to the outcome will lead you to the outcome better. Bingo. Oh, better is the right word, but yeah. It will lead you to the outcome. I think what it, it does, so I think one of two things, it either A is yes, going to lead you to the outcome better um, or maybe at all because sometimes people are so outcome focused, they never even get there because yep. they get so frustrated during the journey yep. because they can't embrace the journey. They're or so focused on the, in the moment. Yeah. yeah. So number one, it might be the only way to get there. Number two, it helps you sustain the result and take the result further because if, if you are outcome focused and you do get to the result, let's say it is 20 pounds weight loss, once you lose that 20 pounds, now what? You didn't embrace the process and love the process. Therefore, or, when you or get learn to the, the process, well, yeah. And so when you get to the goal, the outcome, you're not going to repeat that process to sustain it or get further because yeah. you fucking hated the whole process. Yeah. You know what I mean? The only way to reach a goal and then push that goal even further or sustain that goal afterwards is to love the process that took you to get to that first part so that you can replicate it over time. Totally. You know what I mean? Um, and that's really, that's the key to sustainable weight loss. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, the two biggest drivers for sustainable weight loss are, uh, metric based data. So they, they don't classify it as macros because in studies it changes for some people it's tracking macros for some people it's, um, weighing yourself every day on the scale. There's different things, but what they say is tracking something is, is one of the fundamental keys to sustaining weight loss. So any long-term weight loss study, they do, uh, revisits. So it's like they go through a six month trial, lose much weight, and then they'll revisit those people six months later, six months to a year later. And the people who tracked something, their diet, their meals, their, their stepping on the scale, their weight every day, week to week, those people are more likely to successfully sustain, right? The other thing is, is weight training. So being active in the gym, like actually physical lifting weights is, is one of two key things to accomplishing that. Now, the reason I say that is because the only people who continue weighing themselves every day or tracking macros or lifting weights consistently after they've already lost the weight are the people who fall in love with the process. Because during the journey of losing weight, they fall in love with the aspect of dieting and I'm tracking, I'm controlling these variables, I'm in the gym working out. They kind of get into it, right? They let themselves gamify it. And then once they reach their goal, they keep doing it. Yeah. They may, maybe they're not in a deficit anymore, but they're keeping that, those habits and that's what allows them to sustain it. So, um, I mean, if you don't, you just don't keep with it. Yeah. And that's like, think about infinite game with that. I don't know anybody who wants to lose 20 pounds and then get it back. Or I want to lose 20 pounds for the summer and whatever happens afterwards, fuck it. I yeah. don't care. <laughs> you know, people are like, I want to lose 20 pounds and I want to keep it off. Yeah. So you have to think about this infinite game. The infinite game here is I'm going to be lean and healthier from now until the day I fucking die. Plain and simple. I don't want to be that fat old dude named Cody. Totally. I'm going to change my name somebody to Joe o- at that point. Somebody over 40. Yeah. I looked up Cody Land. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 31. There you go. There's so, no, if anybody knows a Cody over 40 that didn't change his name, <laughs> let me that'd know. That'd be so funny if they just, I don't think it exists. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's, uh, Cody go. from first form is not, I don't think he's over 40. No, he's definitely not. Yeah. That'll be Joe. Grandpa Joe. Um, all right, let's see. Number three is you kind of said it earlier. It, and you know, it's our phrase of you shall move the dirt, quote unquote, move the dirt. So you need to show up every single day and make progress, whether it be an inch or a mile. I'll let you explain this. 
Yeah, I got to give credit to Nick. Uh, Nick Love on the team. He he brought Let's this go. one up as a core value, and it was like the whole way he kind of explained it. Was, At first, everybody was like, "What?" Yeah, he. <laughs> but the way he explained it was hilarious, actually, because yeah. everybody's going around saying their core values, and he was like, "Move the dirt." <laughs> Okay, Joe Dirt. Everybody's like, who's this dude from Montana to, you know, <laughs> talking about? And uh, and then he explained it. I was like, damn, that is good. And yeah. it was essentially what it was is that, you know, if you're moving the dirt, it just means that you're you're moving the needle, yeah. really. Like you're moving, you're making progress. And moving the dirt to them is an old saying that referred to you show up whether you're using your hands, you got a spoon, you got a shovel, or you got a tractor, right? Obviously, the more motivated you are, the more work you're going to get done. That might be the tractor. The less motivated might be you shoveling with a spoon. But no matter what, even if a spoon's all you got, yep, you move the you're dirt, doing something, yeah. So. Whether it's an inch or a mile, which that's some Fast and the Furious stuff. Like, I don't know if you remember that part. The first Absolutely. movie. You're not a movie guy. Dude, so I, I saw that six times in theaters. Oh, wow. Yeah. Don't like movies, but you watch that six times yeah. in theaters. I saw Fast and Furious not, 1 was the best I'm one. not even. Yeah, never mind. What? I'm not even. I'm embarrassed to admit this. I saw some movies so many times in theaters, it was embarrassing. But Name one more. Coach Carter. Saw like seven, uh, seven or eight. I mean, it's weird yeah. that you've seen it that many times. I just went every weekend for like eight weekends. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking weird. like you get it. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> Did you see something you didn't realize last you, time. You win by an inch or a mile. Yeah. Winning's winning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's and that's the thing is like, you know, yes, we want to show up and do the most possible. But at the end of the day, when you lay your head on the pedal. Did you show up? The pillow, Did you do yeah. something? You know what I mean? Like, and that's kind of, uh, like, I, I've been using Andy Priscilla's uh, Powerless book, and I like it. It's a journal. But, like, you have top five. So, it's, like, five things you got to do today. And I was already doing key four. So, it would have four things that I do each day. This is five. So, it added one. So, it wasn't a lot different. But the thing that has made me so much more consistent is at the bottom, it says W slash L. And you circle win or loss. And so, when you look at your day, you literally go, did I win or lose today? And there's some days where I'm like, man, I could have moved way more dirt. Yeah. Like I got three out of five things and it's only because I was just fucking around unproductive. Mm. And then there's days where I circle the W cause I crush everything by one and I'm like stoked. And I'm like, it's because I was on point. Yeah. So again, even on a lost day for me in that situation, I have five things written down. If I got three things, I still moved dirt. It was just, a, it was a spoon day or totally. a tractor day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the whole core value is pretty simple. Like you, you show up and you, and you give something. I don't care what you give. You, you put in some kind of work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Again, cause not everything's earned. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Everything needs to be earned. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's do number four. Expectations shall be exceeded. Every action, every inner, every action, every interaction and transaction may made will be over delivered. So I say that again. I wanted to rhyme those things. Yeah, holy shit. Expectations shall be exceeded. Every action, interaction, and transaction may made will be over-delivered. Yep. So really what it is is it's going above and beyond. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the way I think about this is um, – and like this is – I didn't think about this. It happened, but I didn't think about this. The three words? When doing it. No. Oh. The story I'm about to tell. Okay. I didn't think about this in the moment. I thought about it afterwards, and this applies to this. And I think if you – I would like to train myself to think about this before more, but this is kind of the concept, right, that I told you about my doctor visit last night. I haven't been to a doctor in I don't know how long. Got a physical, did my thing. Great experience. Me and him had some great fucking conversations. It was awesome. He, like, left saying, like, how excited he was to be my, like, general physician. He was like, you're really healthy. I probably won't see you for a year, but I'm really excited that you're going to be – 
like my patient, like you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. because we had so much in common, we were talking stuff, but I could have very well been reserved and just been like, uh, let's just get this fucking over with, you yeah. know, like <clears throat> make me cough, <laughs> like, let me go, <laughs> you know? But I was like, you know, I'm here. Why not ex- make his day better? Yeah. You know, he's going from room to room to room. He's yeah. been working since four in the morning at 6 PM. Yeah. But, and he did the same for me. He came in and I didn't know this, but at the end he was like, you wouldn't even, I I try to make sure you'll never know. I've been here since 4am working with patients and it was literally 6.30 PM when I was getting ready to leave. So I was there from like 5.30 till 6.30 and I was like, holy shit, dude, you're energetic as fuck. And he was like, I love my job. Why not? He's like, I could be here miserable or I could be here excited to meet new people. And I was like, damn, again, that's word for what he said. And I was like, that's dope. That is dope. You know what I mean? Like. But it's because he goes into it like, I'm going to exceed expectations. Yep. I'm going to go in this room and make this dude super stoked to be at the doctor, which nobody ever is. Yep. <laughs> like, literally. So, um, we, like, that's, and I responded properly with him. And when I go into different situations and stuff like that, I try to really do that as well. Or, like, a, one common thing is people will say, like, what do you do for a living? Most people are like, oh, I'm just a trainer. Oh, I just work tech stuff you know they just keep it like simply yeah. i don't want to start i'll like go into a full spiel what do you do what do you think about this like let's just talk because why not i'm gonna exceed this person's expectations right so and that's an interaction i scare them man sometimes it does <laughs> but it scares them in a way that they're interested they're interested yeah. and they want to be that way too yeah you know what i mean like like i've told you i sold the guy replacing shannon's windshield i sold my chiropractor on coaching not because i went in there like i'm gonna get a new client yeah but i'm just like let's fucking talk why yeah. not i'm here But I think that's like every interaction, if I can leave with the thought of like, I think they like me or they're excited about life or they're in a better mood or they learn something from me because of me, that's a win. Yeah. Right. Every action I take, right. Like this podcast, am I giving my all or am I just kind of getting through it? Right. Mm -hmm. Like every single little thing. And then the transaction is basically just like, that would be one, it rhymed Two, it's coaching, right? People pay for coaching. So if you pay me for xyz i'm gonna give you abc on top of that right because i want to exceed value which is also why great companies first form does this too we do this a lot we we offer what we offer you're gonna get more than that whether you realize it or not and it's gonna come in in small batches over time because we're always doing extra things for our clients and trying to over deliver and that's a core value of ours how can we just do this a little bit better how can we just give a little bit more to that person right and it's like that my angelo quote um, people will forget what you say people forget what you do but they'll never forget how you make them feel yep. and that's what this is about love that 100 percent. all right cool let's move on to number five honor yourself and be unapologetically yourself it's two different things but they go well what was the first one audit yourself honor honor yourself Sorry. You can uh, audit yourself if you want to, but. That's a good idea. Honor yourself and be a unapologetically yourself. So two reasons I did this. Number one, obviously because we believe in it, and I'm going to explain that. But two, the, the, in the Ten Commandments, there is like honor, thou shalt honor thy parents, right? And so basically honor has different realms. But if you really think about it, it's basically like the highest form of respect. Hey guys, I want to take a quick second to shout out the sponsor of this podcast, which is myself. It's my own app, The Tailored Trainer, which is the simple solution to actually looking like you lift. My goal with The Tailored Trainer was to do just that. I had 
countless amount of people coming into our coaching to get nutrition guidance from us and they needed training help as well. And I was tired of hearing people tell me, I don't look like I lift. I'm in the gym hours every week. I'm training hard. I'm pushing myself. I'm sweating my ass off, but I don't look like I work out. What is the deal? And the deal is simple. There isn't a periodized plan backing up the effort they are putting in the gym. They don't have progressive overload methods and metrics and measurements inside their programming that are going to guide them to the result they're after, which is why I wanted to create an app that did that for you. Not only does it have actually systemized programs that are effective for your goal, for your schedule, for your body type, and for your experience, because there are tons of programs in there. That's why it's called the tailored trainer, because you can literally tailor your training to your lifestyle and your schedule and your experience level but it's also going to have the software and the metrics inside to make sure that it's progressive and periodized without you even realizing it. You don't have to do anything and it is programmed properly to get you to progress, which is why I always tell people, stop aimlessly working out using influencers, Instagram posts and YouTube videos as your plan. Start actually tailoring the training process to you. And you can do that by downloading this app. It's less than $1 a day. And you can head over to tailoredtrainer.net to read more about it, see screenshots of the app live itself, see reviews from some of the people using it, and see a personal letter from myself as to why I created this app in the first place. So once again, head over to tailoredtrainer.net. Now, let's get back into the podcast. So when you get like an honoree, they're getting an award out of respect. It's not like a, it's usually not like you won blank because of points. It's like you're getting this honoree because this whole group respects you so much, right? Totally. Or a medal of honor. You did something so respectful in the military, in war, that they're going to give you a medal of honor. Uh, Purple Heart World, those kind of things, right? Um, and so respect thy parents. To me, I was like, let's flip that because, yes, I, we agree with that. But also respect yourself. Respecting yourself means that you should be comfortable and confident being yourself not giving a fuck what anybody has to say about it, right? Obviously, if yourself is a bad person, maybe you should reevaluate that. But I think that there's a lot of people who try to kind of shape shift because they're worried about what other people think. You know what I mean? And like, we all talked about this at the, the Arizona event pretty extensively, but the more honest we can be publicly, the more people will trust us, right? Yeah. Because we're just being ourselves. And if anybody gets mad about you being yourself, number one, you probably don't want them in your life. Number two, you're selling them something that isn't you if you're not being yourself. So you're, you're being dishonest with them on top of yourself, right? So authenticity is literally the process and the act and practice of being who you are, right? One of my favorite quotes, I want to say it's actually Dr. Seuss, um, but it's, it's uh, and maybe I'm wrong. There's a really good Dr. Seuss quote. So if anybody's listening, correct me if this isn't it, but it's, uh, it's literally short. Be you because everybody else is taken. Super simple, but it's true. That's Dr. Seuss. I want to say it's Dr. Seuss. Yeah. He has a couple really famous quotes that are dope. That's dope. But if you think about it, like, it's so true, right? Like, uh, there is not another me. So why would I not be me? Yeah. You know? And if, for all the people listening, think of everybody in your life that you respect. Everybody in your life. Actually, this is even better. Think about everybody you respect and maybe everybody you hate, right? They are probably so confidently themselves that you either love them or you hate them. Totally. But the, the, the key thing here is even if you hate that person, they're really happy. Not because you hate them, but because they're living a life being themselves. Correct. And that's what matters to them. And when you comment on their posts being a troll or you say fuck you and flip them off and then they, they go away, they forgot it happened and they're not going to talk to you or think about you or see you for a while. So it's not affecting them at all. Yeah. Right. And that's also why you can't get mad. Like 
I even think about the people I dislike because they're themselves. I don't really hate them because I respect that they're being themselves. I'm just like, I just don't want to associate with you because I don't like who you are, yeah. right? There's not that many people, and they're not people I actually know. They're people like I see online or celebrities or politicians or whatever, you know? But those people, I'm like, I can't hate you for being yourself. I don't hate you for your opinions. May not if, I, if that is them being themselves. True. I just don't want to talk to you, Understood, associate with yeah. you, watch you, because I totally. just don't like you. But the thing is, I don't live with this, like, hate. So some people get so worked up about hating other people that they, like, they carry around that negativity, and the person they hate has no idea that you're dealing with it. You know what yeah. I mean? And now you're fucking up your own life and mentality over them. But it all boils down to being yourself, right? And as coaches, that's going to allow our, our clients to trust us more. It's going to allow our clients to get better results and have better buy-in. It's going to allow us to lead from the front so they can see how to act and be and do things. Um, it's like these commandments. It's how we created these. It's being us. You know what I mean? But totally. ultimately, it's the only way to be happy. Yep. I've, I've personally experienced that a little bit. Um, only like, I want to say to a minor degree, because in person, I've never... I've never shied away from being myself and I never have in my life really, but there, there had, there was a period of time with just social media. You know, it's like when you have, and I don't even have that big of a following, but when you have a lot of people watching everything you do, you start second guessing everything, even if it's totally fine, but you're like, okay, I don't want to say the wrong thing or offend the wrong person or do the something that people dislike, but you, you have to like that stress is just not worth it. Like there was a point where I was like, dude, I just can't, I have to be 100% me, and if people don't like it, I have to deal with that because I can't live a life not authentic to who I am. Totally. Lo and behold, nobody gave a shit. Nobody hated it, and that's usually the story that we play in our head is people are going to not accept you for who you are. It's rarely ever true, and usually when it is true, they don't say anything. They just leave. It's like, okay. Okay. Cool. Especially in my cool. case when it's like a following. You totally. Know what I mean? But if it's like somebody in your family, obviously, that's like harder. Maybe but, a little bit harder, but yep. again, you can't live with that, so um, be yourself. Yeah, and simple. So that was Oscar Wilde. Oscar Wilde, there you go. So number seven is details matter. How you do one thing is how you do everything. I love that. Whether people are watching or or even in your shadows, give your all to everything you do, big and small. That was like the the quote I posted with that wolf hoodie by John Wooden. Yeah, that's a lot. Kind of that. It's a lot like expectations shall be exceeded also. Mm-hmm. One, um, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Yeah. I think the big key there is whether people are watching or not. Yeah. So, like, that's that John Wooden quote where he says, like, the character of a man is... Uh, Did you read about John Wooden? Because, I mean, there's no way yes, you, know, no. you know about John Wooden. I do a little. My grandma gave me a book about him, actually. Um, I know nothing on the sports side. I looked up how many championships he won for that post. Okay. Literally. Um, but I do know he, he has a lot of, there's a lot of stuff written about him from a personal development perspective of like work ethic and character mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I've read a lot of that stuff and a lot of quotes from him. No, nothing. I don't, I don't even know. I did, but now I forget. I don't even know what team it was. Like, okay. Yeah. None of that shit. Yeah. Um, but like that was his quote and that's why I took that is because so. he's a good example of it too, because you know, the character, uh, a man's character is based on who he is when no one's watching rather than who he is when everybody's watching is yeah. basically what the quote is. And it's perfect because I'm sure there was days where he went to the, the gym and he could see who was there. Like we talked about Kobe Bryant doing this. He's there at four in the morning with nobody there shooting shots. He's the best. He doesn't need to do that. And he doesn't care if anybody sees. Yeah. He does it because that's his pursuit, you know? So that's kind of what it's about. It's like you're doing it for yourself and you're doing it to become the best you can be. 
whether people are watching or not. Yeah. You know, and I think that in life, there's going to be a lot of times where you get tested in that regard. It's like nobody's watching or nobody will find out if, if you do this, right? Yep. If it's a situation where you can get away with something, maybe some bad, nobody's ever going to find out except you. You live with that. And that's where like being a really good person is, is, is like even I even think about situations in my life where I could have easily lied and dealt with less drama or less issues, but I couldn't because then I knew in my heart I would have to live with a lie. Right. And that's one of my own personal core values. Honestly, like, don't lie. So I think that this one is, is basically just regardless of, of what we're talking about here, whether we're talking about training and discipline and being a good person or doing the right thing, whether somebody's watching or not, you need to do the right thing. I mean, you need to show up and, and I love that it you, you say like a man's character is who he is when no one's watching. That's yeah. so yeah, it's so true. So fucking true. Yeah. I even think about that with like, uh, kind of like when I, I've thought about it more once I started thinking about when only Blakely's watching, because even to a standpoint of like, I've even like posted something to me and Blakely and then like thought like, I like, I haven't been here all day. And then I just come home and want to take a picture real quick. Yeah. Put on my story. Like, come on. You know what I mean? Like it's obviously I'm going to, I do that. And then I spend the next fucking three hours with her, but it's still that first thought of like, Man, I need to show up first before I put this on my story and say, yeah. you know what I'm doing stuff, right? And that's why I don't post too much stuff of her, even though people tell me all the time, like, that's their favorite content, just post her. But um, I think about, like, Shannon's gone. I don't have any friends around. I don't have anybody watching. It's just me and Blakely. And I could be top-level dad, and she might not even remember in a year. Yeah. Because she's still so young that she doesn't remember everything, you know? Like, I think about when I was three. I don't remember a lot of shit. You know what I mean? But I... I tend to believe like that's that's how I create the character of myself is by doing it when nobody's watching or just hers watching even if she'll forget. It allows me to continue being that type of person. Yeah. You know? And obviously I do believe that like when she's seven, eight, nine, ten, whether she remembers the exact situation or not, she's gonna remember who I am to her totally because of those moments. But um no, how you do one thing is how you do everything is, is huge. And Love I've even it. heard well, who was on our podcast, Brett Bartholomew was like he thinks that that quote's bullshit. And I understand his thought process. And I love Brett Bartholomew. He puts out a lot of great content. I've read his book, The Art of Coaching. Amazing book. I highly recommend it to coaches. Um, but he said, I think it's bullshit because I don't, I, know, I don't do laundry the same way I make love to my wife. Oh, my God. I remember And it was that, funny, yeah. but I was like, man, that's, that's true in a sense. But I think the point is, is, is the effort aspect. You know? So, like, I think of laundry after that situation. And there was definitely times where I would just fucking – throw just like just do aside like barely not like really pay attention and i'd get done all but one two minutes quicker it's like why not spend one to two minutes more and actually fold them super nicely do the socks properly all that stuff put them away for shannon that way when she sees it she's like you went above and beyond exceeded yeah. expectations yeah, you know you what put, i mean you put some diamond effort yeah it's like and it takes me two more minutes yeah. like fuck it you should do how you do everything should be how you do everything yeah or how you do one thing should be how you do everything. Correct. Whatever it is. <laughs> cool. I love it, man. All right. We should go to number eight. We should, we have another thou. Number eight? Number eight. And we flew through these. Thou shall not be negative. Stay positive. Be enthusiastic. And bring energy into every day and every situation. I love that because, you know, certain days, sometimes that's hard. But, you know, if, you, if it's your core value, you know, what do I got to do? Grab another rock star because mm -hmm. 
I need to have that enthusiasm. Yeah, that's and my and it's not for yourself. I know this, <laughs> but it, uh, it's not always for yourself. It's no. for your clients. It's yeah. for other people. And usually it ends up feeding back into you. Totally. When you see their reaction or response, then all of a sudden you get hyped up. Totally. Because, you know, you're, you put the little bit of effort and they'll give you back a shit ton more uh, yeah. enthusiasm. Dude, honestly, like not to like toot my doctor's horn. Oh I just God. met him. I just met Dale yesterday. You love but, this guy. Dude. Um, hopefully he listens. He asked me what the podcast was called, but, um, I, wa- I, I really didn't feel like going, you know, no, you, nobody's ever excited for a physical, yeah. you know, and half of it, I, one, it was a surprise physical. Didn't even know I was getting a physical. I thought I was just going to be like, Hey, can I sign this? So you are my, I need a general physician. I don't have one. Yeah. And I uh, put it on my 90 outcomes, go to the doctor, get a new doctor, you know? So that was my thing. But I had to wait in the waiting room. It was sick. Like, my appointment was 5.30, so I, like, I had rushed to eat dinner. I wanted to be home. You know what I mean? I get in the room, and the dude is just cracking me up, dropping F-bombs. I'm like, <laughs> fuck yeah. And yeah. then the next thing I know, like. You my fucking doctor? <laughs> yeah, literally, bro. And after a, an hour passed like that. Yeah. So he, he brought that enthusiasm energy, and it, like, made a dull situation really exciting for me. Totally. You know what I mean? Um, kind and of broke then the I, ice in a sense. 100%. And then yeah. I got to go home and be like, this is 100% our doctor. And then Shannon's <laughs> like, I don't think I use the same doctors. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I think I just use an OBG. And I was like, Oh, cause like, I mean, what doctor, a male doctor doesn't go give women physicals. They don't well, do no, it depends on if you, if you, you have to do a specialty. Yeah. Well, my, my doctor is Josephine's doctor, oh. but, but he doesn't do like mammog or like, uh, whatever pap, pap, pap smear. Yeah. yeah. Hell no. <laughs> I, I was, I thought like we usually have one. If you have like a weird rash in your arm, you go to 100%. We're going to Dale. Yeah. yeah. So, um, God. I don't remember his last name. Dude, <laughs> his doctor something, but yeah. the other lady said Dale's Dale. The, so I'm like, step brothers, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dale. Yeah. Uh, oh. I'm going to go in there and you have to call me dragon. <laughs> <laughs> when do you go there next? <laughs> next year, yeah. February. Um, but no, like he brought that and that helped me. And I think the big key here is too, is like, like you said, you know, if you come in and it's like, fuck, it's one of those days, bust out the journal, write down. How will I be positive today? And write them down. You know what I yeah. mean? Because you, sometimes you do have to snap out of it and you have to almost like placebo yourself into yeah. it, right? You have to like talk yourself into being positive. And it is what it is. But if you put that core value on yourself, you've now applied the pressure in order for you to become that way constantly. Yeah. And it makes, my whole thing is this too, is like, why would you not yeah. want to be positive? Yeah. Nobody can sit there and go, I just don't feel like being positive. Why? If you don't, one, you're lying because you're stubborn if you say that, 100%. Because I've been in a situation where you say stuff like, why would you want to be stressed or anything like that? Because I want to be. No, you don't. You don't want to. Like, and I, I did this with Blake all the time. She, she says, uh, instead of I feel like it, she says, because I be like. So she'll be like, I'm sad. And I'm like, why? She's like, because I be like. I'm like, why do you want to be like? She's like, because I want to be like. I'm like, no, you don't. You don't want to be sad. Like, that's stupid, right? But, like, that's what I think about when people are negative. I'm like, you're being a fucking baby, like my daughter. You don't want to be fucking negative. You don't want to be stressed. You don't want to be sad. You have to choose to stop. So if you're stressing about something, you have to literally stop and go, why am I stressing? Is it worth my stress and energy? Is it worth sacrificing the positivity I could have to stress about this thing? Yes or no? One, you can be stressed about it if you need to change it, but instead of being stressed and sitting there, fucking change it because that creates positivity. Otherwise, if it's out of your control, think about the next thing. Really, because there's so many people listening to this right now that will sit there and think about, and I want you to do this, think about the the last thing you stressed about, 90% chance it's out of your control. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's why I hate talking about- But it's so much harder than just not being stressed about it. Never said it was easy. Okay. 
But but you're like you know I'm not arguing with you. I'm you just have to be discussion. willing to. I agree. And with that's that. the big key, right? Okay. Like you might sit there with your journal trying to snap into it for a fucking hour. Yeah. But if you're willing to sit there for an hour to to reach that level of positivity, you spend the rest of your day positive. If you're unwilling there to do you that, go. you're gonna sit there and wallow away. Yeah. All fucking day. Wallow. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, um, man. But that's and that's where I think like this. Just even in. having that that willingness in the mindset, just saying, dude, I know I need to stop stressing about yeah. it. Yeah. I want to be positive. Tell yourself that shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, who doesn't want to be positive? I don't know anybody. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> listens to this podcast, hopefully. <laughs> I'm just pissed off. Let's listen to the Taylor White podcast. That actually well, might well, be a hopefully. great fucking strategy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. If you're wallowing away, turn on the Taylor Life podcast. All right, cool, man. Um, what was the last one? That should not be negative. Okay. We got number nine. Be selfish, but only to continue being selfless. One cannot become a go-giver without giving to thyself first. I'm speaking in Shakespearean. <laughs> One cannot deeply connect without connecting to thyself first. Invest in yourself so you can invest in them. Let's break this up a little bit. Yeah. So first, be selfish, but only to continue being selfless. I can't give to you unless I give all to myself first, right? It's the airplane analogy. I can't love you without loving myself. 100%. The the airplane analogy of if the plane's going down, put your mask on first because I literally will hyperventilate and panic and be unable to help you if I don't put my mask on first. So my first reaction cannot be to help you. I have to help myself so that I can be coherent enough to help you. Yeah. And that's how I look at personal development. You know what I mean? Like, you should meditate, you should journal, you should read, you should uh, practice giving, you should give yourself more, you should train more, you should eat better, you should get your sleep and all that stuff so that you can be more awake and lively and energetic to give to the people you love, to help them do the same thing. And then it carries on and on and on. I can't be a great coach if I don't coach myself first. I can't give to the team unless I'm working on myself, right? If I'm not working on myself, I'm just a big ball of stress, lazy, lethargic, overweight, whatever it may be, right? Like I have to invest in myself in order to invest in others, plain and simple. Yep. Um, and I think a lot of people lose sight of that, right? You can be- It's easy to though. It is because yeah. you're so focused on other people, which totally. is, is a very uh, admirable flaw. I mean, really, like it's, it's not a flaw to give to other people, but it is a flaw to ignore yourself and actually get yourself in a rut or hole and end up depressed or overweight or unhealthy or whatever it may be, stressed out, burnt out because you're giving to others so much. We see this with moms that work with us all the time because mothers, it's in their DNA to just give, 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 right? And then they boil up and burn out because they're giving to their husband, they're giving to their kids, they're giving to their friends, they're giving to their parents. Like it's just... The more kids you have, the more you're pushing out, right? And you never do anything for yourself. Totally. It's tough. You know what I mean? And and me and Shannon have conversations about that all the time. And I try to to make sure she does anything, right? Like, go get your nails done, anything. Because I know, like, she's never giving to herself. You know what I mean? She's constantly giving to me and Blakely, you know, which I love and I need because I'm constantly giving to people through this and our clients and all that stuff. Um, But I also spend time meditating, personal development, all that stuff, because I wake up bright and early and do it all. So I think that it, it really just boils down to taking care of yourself. And it's yeah. kind of like the authenticity one. Honor thyself. Respect yourself and give yourself stuff first. Yeah. You know? I love it. All right. So it says, one cannot be a go-giver without giving to thyself first. Kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah. 
And then the other part was invest in yourself so you can yeah. invest in them. And this all ties back to like the, the best analogy is the one you already said, like people who, and some people listening might recognize this. I've talked to people about this and it, they've had some crazy breakthroughs of like, they have destructive relationships and it boils down to, they can't get to a place where they feel worthy enough to be loved Mm -hmm. like they're not worthy of your love they don't accept themselves therefore they can't accept others accepting them so like for example if you had a a, or if I had a problem accepting who I was or loving myself and you were like bro like I appreciate the hell out of you like I accept you in my life I I don't care about your flaws all that stuff it wouldn't mean anything to me it would be white noise because I wasn't accepting myself so I couldn't believe you and that's what people don't understand if somebody says like I'm in love with you or I love you and I don't love myself and love who I am, I'm going to have such a negative outlook on myself that I literally do not believe you. Subconsciously, I can't comprehend somebody loving me because I don't love myself. It's really, really deep, but it goes across all these things, right? You're never going to value somebody investing in you if you're not willing to invest in yourself. You're never going to accept yourself or accept other people accepting yourself if you don't accept yourself first. You're never going to accept love from other people if you don't love yourself first. All these things apply. You're never going to uh, have confidence or appreciation or any of those things for yourself uh, or accept it from others if you don't do it first. And it it all starts with you. Um, The love analogy is the easiest one because there's a lot of people who actually struggle with that. And they really, it, it creates a very weird divide in a relationship because you literally don't believe the person telling that they love you, which is a weird thing to think about. Someone that you love. Yeah. But until you accept yourself, love yourself, it's just not going to happen. So all of these things boil down to like everything starts with you. You can't give anything to others or accept anything from others until you give to yourself first. Okay. Got it. That's a good one, man. So let's uh, finish it off by saying you shall live life at the highest potential. You breathe rare air and are a rare breed. Show it by living each day congruently with that. Love that. So to me, that kind of caps it all off because by living by all these commandments, you are living life at a higher standard. Plain and simple. If you're doing it. Yeah. I remember, so way back when like stuff like Wake Up Warrior. So Wake Up Warrior was like the first men's entrepreneur group, really the first group to ever do anything like Core 4 or The Code or anything like that, right? Now there's tons of people who do it. Uh, but back then, I remember hearing about him like, this is kind of like a cult. Like, it's weird. Like, it's all these guys who, like, have this specific set of habits and way of living, and they always meditate, and they always do these things, and they're constantly investing in growth, like, all these weird things. And I remember asking, like, what do you tell somebody when they see, like, your shirt, and it says, we live by a code? Or, like, when somebody asks why you do these things, and their answer was literally, like, I choose to live my life at a higher standard. That's it. And I was like, damn, that's dope very stoic that's very stoic and that's what it is it's like if you truly live life by these commandments you are living life by higher standard which is your choice you are choosing to be more positive more energetic more enthusiastic more forward thinking more growth minded invest more train more eat better care for others more appreciate others more you know what i mean like being more uh calm and collective and reflective with yourself like all these things are a choice You have to choose to be this way. And to me, why would you live life if you're not choosing to live life at a higher standard? Why not try to be better in all these aspects? And that's ultimately what that boils down to, right? And the whole rare air thing, 
is basically like those who live life at a higher standard, they breathe rare air. Rose brought that up because it came from the jujitsu world. I think they said Michael Jordan was the first one to say it. And basically, it's exactly what I just said. They say that to people who they notice and recognize breathe uh, or live life at a higher standard. So if I see somebody that is doing these commandments, they're living that way. I respect how they are operating on a day-to-day basis. I can say like, man, you breathe rare air. Rare breed is something I took from way back when I was with some guys and they, he had a brand called rare breed and it was the same thing. It was like, you wear this brand. If you were in the same, it was a very private brand for his coaching group stuff. And it was kind of like this whole thing of like, we live life at higher standard. We're yeah. a rare breed of people, right? It's rare to see people living this way. Same thing with the rare air. Um, and the way I, I would frame all of this to kind of round it out is something I explained at the, the, the meetup. If you have an iPhone, 99% of you guys probably do. You have an iOS system. The iOS system is the iPhone operating system. It's what your iPhone uses in order to operate the way it does. It cannot function properly or at its highest capacity if you do not have an updated iOS. If you have an old-ass iOS system or an old-ass phone with a new iOS system, you're going to have glitches. It's going to be slow. It's going to shut off. It's going to be all fucked up. You have to have an updated operating system. These commandments are our operating system. It's how we operate day to day. Living life at a higher standard and breathing rare air, quote unquote, you have to have an iOS that is built this way. Functional. It's functional for this kind of lifestyle. Your operating system has to allow you to operate at a higher standard in every single thing you do. That is the whole point of the commandments, the whole point of living by a code or having a code of ethics or having core values is to have an operating system that dictates your actions. And I think at the same time, it always has to be sharpened. Always, always has to be worked on. Yep. hundred percent. And that's why every single meetup, we're going to go over these things. Has anything changed? Has anything elaborated? Have we in, like, do we want to expand on these or are we just reviewing these? Because it's good to review these yeah. things, you know? Um, good energy. Yeah. And it's, it really, really, boils down to that and looking at every single action, every interaction, everything in your life. Are you doing so in a way that is aligned with your operating system? Will your operating system allow you to do that, right? If, if one of your core values is honesty, then you can't lie because that goes against your operating system. Your operating system is to tell the truth no matter what, to be yourself no matter what, right? All these things we talked about. Um, and if you look at it that way, now you're stating I can't function. I can't live unless I do these things and live this way and take every action of my day being aligned and in, in having integrity with these things. Period. Absolutely. That's a wrap. Fuck yeah. So guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, <clears throat> leave us a five-star rating and review. Please share it with a friend. I think this is a really powerful one that you can send via text, Instagram, post on your story, tag me, whatever you want to do. Spread this because we really do appreciate you guys spreading the message to other people and getting more people to listen to this kind of stuff. Um, It's one of my uh, core values to be a go-giver and to spread the message and and get more people living life this way. And I want your help doing it. Um, And last but not least, shout out to our sponsor, First Form. You can uh, grab free priority shipping and get the best supplements with the best customer service of all time by heading to firstform.com slash tailored coaching method. We'll catch you guys next time.